Welcome. Well, you are at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. You know, we would love to hear from you. So today, we're taking your questions and your comments. You're watching Monday. It's live. We're here, and we would love to hear from you. Give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can always reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. So you know we always put a question out there for you. And this week is this. Which marriage and family association or group has been instrumental in enhancing your life, marriage, and family, and why. And so there are so many beautiful groups out there, and you may have participated in some, and we want to hear from you all just saying, and was it Marriage Encounter? Was it Teams of Our Lady? There are so many beautiful groups out there, Witness to Love, um, beautiful groups out there that we know that they're there for a purpose to bring you along in a community, uh, couples who are like mine to form you um, because, you know, we all come from maybe broken families and maybe we didn't have the greatest role models and we want to do our life and faith well as we do this journey of holiness you, in marriage. If you've not been involved with the group, maybe you've been intentional throughout your life of getting with another couple or other couples at various phases in your life. Why did you do that? What did it mean to you? What were you doing in that time? Did you pray together? What did you discuss? So how does the community of the faithful, how has it enhanced your life, your marriage, your family? Joy, we wanted to share about our family to some degree. We had yeah. a birthday over the weekend. Yes. Wesley James, our youngest son, had his, his 37th birthday? 37, yeah. I don't know how we have a son that's 37. Well, because we have mm. a son that's 40-something. Right? I know, I don't we believe that either. We have daughters that are 40-something. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Wesley, we just rejoice in his life, married to Shannon, and they have James, named yes. after me. Yes. And Wesley is just a fantastic guy. What a blessing to have him later in our lives. Very dedicated you know, to his marriage, to his son, James. They've had in their own lives sufferings in their mm -hmm. lives of various kinds that they persevered through. Uh, they are people that really serve other people, especially through athletics. Yes. So Wesley is a coach. Shannon was an outstanding uh, softball player. They've touched so many young lives through being excellent models on you know baseball teams and and uh, extra special baseball teams, mm -hmm. all-star teams, yeah. and traveling. And they just they they love young people and they're great models for young people. And these kids keep up with them and want to be involved in their lives. He's also an ear, nose, and throat physician's yes. assistant. Mm -hmm. So he's touching many, many people. Wesley's a very special young man. Yeah, so we celebrate his life. And the beautiful thing that Wes and Shannon do is they get to form other little boys yeah. who maybe don't have great role models or great coming from great families. And so they get to step in there and fill that void and um, bring them in yeah. to everything that is good and true and beautiful. So it's, you know, out of um, maybe we thought, oh, I'm gonna have six or eight kids my own, and then mm. there's another plan. Yeah. And then so maybe they have one child or you have two children, and then, you know, there's always room to love others. And so that's one beautiful thing that Wes and Shannon do there, just extend themselves out. Amen. 
So we're going to take a break at this point. We want to hear from you regarding the question of the day. What marriage and family group have you been a part of or you are a part of now where you were? What was it about? What was that association about? How was it instrumental in enhancing your life, marriage, and family? And even beyond that, maybe it's just other couples that you've met with serendipitously or it's not a, a, an official association, but you have something you want to share about what it meant to you to be with them, the encouragement, the support, being on the same page. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that we're taking your questions and your comments on our show today. So if you're watching, it's Monday, it's a live broadcast. Please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can reach us 205-271-2980. And always know that you can send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. So the question for this week is this. Which marriage and family association or group has been instrumental in enhancing your life, marriage, and family, and why? And so sometimes in family life, it's really hard, you know, to connect to another group because your family is all-consuming and you're doing really well just to get your kids to church on Sunday and to PSR on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's kind of like, oh, this is another thing, and it's really hard to do. And so sometimes what happens is the marriage pays a great price, right? It's a real strain on the marriage, and, and then all of a sudden you might be five years in, seven years in, and you're kind of like, hey, who are you? <laughs> Are we happy? You know, what's going on here? And so it's important that you connect to a group for your marriage sake. Yes, family life is important, but you have to take care of your marriage because in the end, guess what? All those children, they're just passing through you and they're going to leave you and you're going to be left with your spouse and you don't want to look at him 55 years later and go, I don't even know who you are anymore, or you're not fun. And, and so you want to cultivate the marriage and the love yeah. all along the way. Yeah, I guess I don't feel too left alone. <laughs> they keep coming back. Right. They're well, not they living with us. Right. But I mean, we got the 17 grandchildren. We got five guys playing football. We got two playing volleyball. We got one playing. And we're involved going every place. They're mm -hmm. coming over the house. So. Yeah. It's a good thing, I guess. It is a good thing. Well, we have Ellen on the line. So, Ellen, tell us what group has been beneficial if you've been a part of a group and tell our family all about it. Well, thanks so much. Um, yeah, as you were saying, my husband and I were looking for a small group, a ministry that we could do together. That was the big word, together. And something that would help us grow as individuals and also as a couple. So we heard about a group um, that was starting in our church called Teams of Our Lady. Mm -hmm. And what we liked about it is that it was a small group um, that we met on a monthly basis um, with the same couples. And 
so we started meeting with them um, on a monthly basis. Uh, we shared prayer, um, our thoughts, and we even have a study topic that we um, would discuss every month. And what we discovered is through this process, um, it encouraged us to grow not only as individuals, but more importantly, and we were challenged um, to do things like pray together, which was brand new to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband prayed, I prayed, but we never thought about praying together. So that was, mm-hmm. we found that as Her call is breaking up. Okay, we're losing that. Yeah, that, the guest. But yeah, Teams of Our Lady is mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic, and and like she was, one comment she made. It was through this group, the affiliation with Teams of Our Lady, that we learned to pray together. Mm-hmm. So how many people are just praying? The wife prays, the husband prays, but we're not praying together. And so this group, and this is what happens in groups sometimes. It facilitates maybe for the first time or you praying together, and there's a dynamic there, there's such a power there that we've learned in our own prayer lives that, that you have a power you know, over me that not even the Pope has, or my priest has. I mean, you don't forgive my sins, absolve my sins. They do that, you can't do that. But your prayer as my spouse is so incredibly powerful. We've spoken about this mm-hmm. before, especially as regard regarding demonic power, let me say that. When I feel that sometimes, you know, I try to pray, I might ask a friend to pray. When you pray, bang, that goes, it goes. And so we need to learn to pray together. Mm -hmm. Sometimes groups help us to do that. They teach you how to do that, or you see it modeled, and then you start doing it, and what a life improvement it is. Well, and Ellen also said a really important thing. In marriage, in family life, in your own spiritual journey, you might be in a woman's Bible study, he might be in a men's prayer group, and you're journeying in your spiritual lives, but you're doing it separate. (laughs) Where a marriage group is intentional, and you're saying, we want to do this together. And Ellen articulated that really well. And it's important to do that together because... There are many things that you could do as an individual for yourself, which are great and wonderful and you grow, but to do that together is really important. And I think the great fruit of being in a group like that is the challenge to say, are you praying together as a couple every day? And then to do that, to make an intentional decision to say, we're gonna pray together every single day. Teams of Our Lady, they gather together monthly, and they have a meal together. And that might be something, you know, maybe you're not part of a group and you're meeting with another couple. It seems like food should always be involved, maybe mm-hmm. just because I'm Italian, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you should be having a meal yeah. together. Yeah. And they, they have a meal together and then they go into just sharing about, since they met last month, what's going on in your life, what's going on in your marriage, just to be heard mm-hmm. by another couple. And then they, they circle up, you know, and, and they pray together. I don't know what they do with the children. Sometimes there's, you know, they babysitting, babysitting yeah. or whatever you're doing. And then I think that they also make a commitment to have a weekly sit down with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Now that's really helpful, just to sit down and to say, what's our week look like? Where does the Lord fit into all of this? What's happening with our schedule? Isn't that important right. to just sit down and to do that? And I think they also have, uh, that they have to take a retreat once a year. Mm-hmm. So that's nice to have that upon you. When's the last time you've taken a retreat 
family retreats, but to do something with your spouse for a day, two days, three days that you go away or the whole group goes away together and is instructed or it doesn't, maybe it doesn't go too far. Maybe it's in the diocese. They, they sit with a priest or somebody that's teaching on marriage and the family. And most of the teams of Our Lady groups have a priest accompanying that group. So there's usually right. a priest who's also attending the meetings with them, which is always very helpful. Yeah. Well, we have another caller. This is Christy. Christy, welcome to At Home with Jim and Joy. Your question or your comment? Um, hi, Jim and Joy. Um, uh, it's good to be with you today. I'm, um, I'm calling from uh, Houston, Texas. I'm a director of uh, family life at Christ the Redeemer Catholic Church in Houston. Mm. Yes. So uh, I'm responding to the question of the day, um, and how that uh, I want to share how that witness to love um, has been a big part of um, my life, um, helping to direct my marriage, improve it, and especially the ministry I oversee of um, preparing couples for marriage in a very large uh, parish, and. How that's done, I work with um, mentor couples. We pair uh, couples uh, that have, uh, are preparing for marriage. We help them, guide them to select a couple or provide a couple that uh, has a marriage that they admire. And they um, learn from them, they, from the experience. Mm -hmm. And Witness to Love has provided excellent resources to to coach the couples and prepare them, um, meeting with both of them together. So they have a, a good path to follow. Yeah. So um, this all focuses on helping us to, uh, each of us in our own marriage, to uh, live the virtues that, mm. that um, God gives us to be the best, the happiest, truest person we can be in our marriage. You know, virtue, yes. the virtues we hear about, but we need to learn more about them. Mm. Love Beautiful. and patience. Yeah. So, and it's amazing what I hear, Jim and Joy, from these couples, um, the way that they um, build this friendship, this trusted friendship with these couples that they're uh, mentoring for marriage. They, they, you can just see it. It's kind of they almost adopt them like their mm. own children, or they become very close friends. Uh, a very strong, trusted relationship yeah. builds. Beautiful. Well, that that's a beautiful ministry. It's called Witness to Love, where an older couple takes on a younger couple and they journey with them, right. which is beautiful for both because. Um, they're both probably teaching each other. And we all know this. Marriage will make you holy. We need to be selfless. We need to be prayerful. And to journey with a group of people in that way is helpful. Now, we've done things in our lives. We've, we did Teams of Our Lady, and, but we've also, in seasons of our lives, we have uh, journeyed with other couples. When you were in seminary, yeah. we journeyed uh, for a good three years with a very committed couple that we were with. And then after that, um, before that, yeah. um, another couple who actually married us and did tell us that you need to pray together every single yeah. day. Yeah. And we did that. And so we've been married 
46 years, yeah. and every day we pray together in the morning and we pray together at night. And that is just a game changer. Absolutely. It is a total yeah. game changer. Yeah. And so it's, and it's easy to implement that. You say, well, I don't feel comfortable praying with my husband. And just think about that. Think about how the devil doesn't want you to pray. So then you have to say, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, help me to pray. Help me to pray with my husband. Even if you pray the Lord's Prayer together or you pray a Hail Mary together, pray yeah. something yeah. together that you do or bless each other before yeah. you go, yeah. which is really important. So we heard today from Teams of Our Lady. You can just put in Teams of Our Lady, maybe .org, I don't know, but just put in Teams of Our Lady, search that. Um, and Witness to Love. I mm -hmm. think it's witnesstolove.org. We just put in Witness to Love. And again, that ministry is really focusing upon engaged couples. You're getting all the solid teaching of the church, but you're journeying with a mentor couple, an older couple that you select mm -hmm. and you journey with them. And they help you to transition in greater fullness into the church yeah. you know, as a married couple. And you have the married couple doing that with you. So really look up those ministries be involved with them, or possibly you work in the diocese and maybe implement those two ministries. And then there's always Marriage Encounter, which is great, which oh, so you know ministries. that your sister yeah. and yeah. your brother-in-law Nino yeah. did for many, many years. So there's good resources out there. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to recreate another group, but just plug into one and come up alongside of them and journey with them but that you too would be holy. Prayer, community, learning, some of the key components. So. Thanks for your calls. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. back. Well, before we wrap up today's show, we're going to go to Rome to check in with beautiful Joan Lewis. Now, Joan, what is the latest news from Rome this weekend? Well, hi, Jim and Joy. Greetings from Rome. You know, the red hot temperatures of recent weeks and months are all gone, but there will be a lot of red in Rome this weekend because Pope Francis is going to create 21 new cardinals for the Catholic Church for the College of Cardinals. 18 of whom, over the age of 80, will be cardinal electors in a future conclave. Now, he made this announcement about the new cardinals on July 9th at the Angelus. And the fact that he's done, as he's always done in the past, and he's chosen men from all over the world to express and strengthen the global reach of the Catholic Church. Now, the new cardinals will include the prefects of the uh, congregation of the dicastery for the doctrine of faith for bishops and for oriental churches and by the way of the men he's named over the years they come from 67 different countries now these also include bishop stephen chow of hong kong the pre uh, patriarch of jerusalem and that's his beatitude pierre batista pizzabala and apostolic nuncio to the united states Archbishop, uh, Archbishop Christophe Pierre. Now, his, the choice over the years, the Pope's choice for new cardinals reflects a move away from the European 
dominated College of Cardinals. In fact, in recent years, of the 131 Cardinals he has named, half at least come from Asia, Africa, and from South America. And this time, the only North American is Chicago-born Robert Prevost. He's the new head of the Dicastery for Bishops. Now, the College of Cardinals on September 30th will have 242 members, of whom 135 cardinal electors. Those become 134 the next day, when Cardinal Di Rosario turns 80. Then, by the end of 2023, four more cardinals turn 80, so the college will have 130 members. Now, that's 130 members, an interesting number, a little bit of trivia here. The Santa Marta residence, where the cardinals reside during the conclave, has only 131 rooms. 105 are two-room suites, and six, uh, 26, excuse me, are one-room accommodations. Now, I've learned that in the 2005 and 2013 conclaves that the cardinals had to draw lots to see who got the rooms. Okay, one last little point. In 2024, 13 more cardinals will turn 80. So we will be following that and everything else. And tune in to EWTN this weekend. On that, back to you. Joan, thanks so much for that important report. May we all pray for the selection of those cardinals, the work that they do, uh, electing the next pope. Um, and so it's very, very important. We thank you for being with us today on this show, this time together as a family. May your marriage be enriched. May you seek out a marriage and family group. Some of them were mentioned during the show. Or maybe it's just a couple that you resonate with, that you know they're solid. They love the Lord. You have the same vision, the same kind of hopes. Get with them periodically. Meet together. Have a meal together. Share your lives. Pray over the things that you shared about. Maybe possibly read something regarding our Catholic faith and marriage in the family. Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to have the Martins on. Uh, Peter and Teresa. Uh, Teresa Martin. They've written a book called The Rule, and uh, they have discovered some uh, mm. documents that weren't translated into English by John Paul II on marriage in the family. And uh, they're starting small groups out mm -hmm. of this, this book that they've written out of the documents that John Paul had shared. So today's show has all been about, Lord, renew marriage and the family in this time. It is so under attack, and we need one another to bring us through this time, and not only to bring us through, but to thrive. Mm. Life, marriage, and the family will prevail. Keep it on EWTN. Bye now.